throttled up the podcast and uh matt this one is an exciting one for those uh who know us and know what we do um it has been a while since we've been able to get together because of our day jobs and everything going on it's gotten away quite a bit here lately the end of the school year is uh definitely a, a crazy one for us with spring sports and graduation and senior awards and all the stuff we're going to do so um it has been difficult for us to get together but this one has been on our radar for quite a while it's worth the wait too i mean we were going we wanted them on the show but uh after the victory down at, at rock crest it makes it even better they're on now so so we're getting to talk to one of our uh our graduates from jennings county high school uh well, going to be a graduate here in a week. Um, he's completed all of his, his coursework. Uh, but Mr. Blake Hall and his dad, Seth Hall, uh, Blake, like you said, picked up his first feature win um, in his super stock at Rock Crest Raceway just a couple weeks ago. And uh, glad to have you guys. So thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. So, Blake, I'm going to jump right in. And we, we, you know, we talked a little bit before we got started here, but what was it like oh man like i said uh, it's i've never did any drugs but it's sure sure crazy to feel the adrenaline rush and the excitement the want to want to go back and want to do it again and it just gives you all them feels that you know you've always dreamed of and i gotta give you some credit man and I'm, I'm so glad it happened because you and i had a pretty good joke going at uh at our senior prom uh as you came in and i I, I looked right at you and said, we might have time to make it to a racetrack if we both want to cut out together right now. Um, we had a lot of support of other guys that were willing to, to cut out a prom to go, but uh, we... I, I was at the racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lucky you. <laughs> the problem is, Brownstown wasn't running super stocks that yeah, night. We, we were going to have to get to Paragon. We, and, had, we had a long haul to Paragon. <laughs> so, but... Uh, I, I, you know, that's the, that's the best part about what we get to do, Blake, is that, um, I don't know how many high school principals in the state of Indiana get a look at their kids coming in and say, Hey, you want to cut out of here right now as I'm standing there in a suit and tie and why don't we jump in and, and take off to Paragon and go racing? So, uh, yeah, I'd say that don't happen every day, but it's pretty cool to have, you know, guys like that, to, that, you know, be the principal and the school resource officer. And I'm telling you right now, you said yes. I'd have been right behind you. Uh, we we should have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. But uh, also, Seth, I want to ask you, you know, obviously he talks about, you know, what he had, the feelings he had. You We, we were talking before, and you, you started racing in 1996, off and on, raced for a while. But what's it like as a dad to watch Blake and count down those laps as you're, you're, you're waiting for his first feature win? Uh. You know, I can't, I don't know. It's just uh, real emotional. I've had a, a pretty tough year. Um, got diagnosed uh, just about a year ago uh, to this time uh, last year with a tumor and uh, sarcoma. And to come back and uh, battle that man and see him up front and leading. And we, you know, we've had such good help. All of our sponsors, our family, our friends day in and day out work on that race car um that you know we do our best to prepare it i know that we're you know a smaller league division but we put our heart and soul into that car um every car everything that we do we try to you know do outside of the box and go above and beyond so a lot of emotions just running high and uh you know bikes i've always liked to consider him a clean driver 
Um, we don't want to, you know, beat and bang and, and battle that way to get the win. I felt like it was all done in the right way. And, uh, you know, just happy for him and, and hope to see many more come for him. I'm going to jump in there and I don't think you need to call the uh, Super Stocks a smaller league division there because well, yeah. we have argued for, since we've had this show, have we not, that they're probably the most competitive class at the racetrack. And we have, I mean, we have said that, I think as long as Throttle, throttle Up's been in existence, that you for, guys put on an sure. amazing, yep. I mean, from the, the front of the field to the back of the field, there is a battle constantly Everywhere. and any yep. of those guys can win a feature so and don't don't sell it short yeah, man you know some of the best drivers too i mean yes. that super stock yes. division has, has got great drivers like you said but you know we're not you know obviously lucas oil or anything and and but we we do we pour our heart and soul into that thing and it's just hard to believe how much time one can spend on one car <laughs> you know i don't know how the guys with two cars or a family of two or three cars get them to the track because it's all we can do to keep one, I feel like, going, you know, from top to bottom. Go through the car every week, nuts and bolts and oil and grease, you know. And it's just really tough. It's hard to get It's hard to get a win and, you know, to see him be able to do it right here at 18, getting ready to graduate high school, you know. A lot of similarities to when I won my first race, you know. I hadn't graduated high school yet. And, you know, I was just a youngster and I thought I was on top of the world and, you know, winning a mini stock race right there at, you know, Rock Crest Raceway. I, I remember those days, man. I, you I, was a dominator back then, I, man. I was very blessed and fortunate. And, yeah. you know, that's, you know, I, I hope Blake has the same in, in return. So, Blake, we talked. Let's go back to you starting your racing career because I, I love stories like this because so many. So many drivers had the opportunity. They were in go-karts and they jumped in, you know, the next level, next level. That's not your story. No, not at all. Uh, from the time, you know, I was born, Dad, he had his racing shoes and his helmet there, and I, I put it on, and I was barely crawling, I put it on. There's pictures of me, you know, crawling through the kitchen with the helmet on, and, you know, his jacket, and I thought I was somebody, and I had never did anything besides drive a razor or a four-wheeler. I, like I said, I hadn't got my permit or had just barely got it, um, and – I was like, Dad had right. Hey, we had finally. I finally talked to him. We had that old pure stock, and it was up at our old rental house, sitting in the uh, garage. And I finally talked him into. I was thirteen or you know twelve or thirteen then. And I'm like, Come on, Dad, let's get it back out. Let's get it back out. So we got us an engine, you know, freshened up and built. And um, he started racing again. He raced, I think, two or three years there. And I'm like, It's my turn. My cousin Zach, he got him a car there that first, that year, same year as me. And I was like, It's my turn. So we freshened up another engine there in the shop and uh he sent me out there and i mean i'll never forget it the first time i ever rolled out there it was at vernon and um i rolled out there and at that time of year it was early um we didn't get no practice the practice got rained out i rolled out there in hot laps you know i'm following mark bruce and troy clark out there and these guys have did it for a hundred years um and i roll out there and there's no grass in the infield and it's solid dirt and i'm like uh, it just looks so much different it's it's i can't explain it <laughs> It all looks like track <laughs> it, all, it all looks like track and i'm like oh my gosh you know your heart just sinks and you, you got a lot of butterflies i i couldn't even buckle my helmet the first time he and my dad had two for me and then butterflies go away and you're like wow and you know you like a, you said earlier you feel like you're flying and no uh, you know them guys blow around <laughs> you really going somewhere and you're down there around the bottom just cruising right before you got here matt we 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 shared the the joss moffett story when joss got lapped three times in hot laps uh he and then he thought he was going fast (laughs) oh yeah Yeah, yeah. that's that's the true feeling yeah he he had no clue what was underneath him uh at that point but i want to say this though blake before we go any farther and, and i and i truly mean this um you know there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of hate towards the younger generation right now, um, and you know even my old man who I I go back and forth with when he says you know none of this new generation wants to work, none of these kids are are, are dedicated enough to work, and you know I have had the pleasure of watching you the last several years at that high school, and and I can't say enough about the quality of kid that you are, the character that you have, and the work ethic that you have. And I'm going to tell you this, 
that win down there is really important, but your values, your character, your work ethic is way beyond any feature win. So I just want to tell you before we get any farther, how much I appreciate you and how proud of you I am. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I get a lot of that from dad. And like he, like he said, everything we do, whether it's deer hunting, whether it's fishing or working on race cars, we, it's full blown. If we're going to do it, it's going to be right. And that's just how we go at things. And it's all stemmed from him. I've just been very blessed to be around the people that I am. I'm around great people, and it's all stemmed from that. I'm going to piggyback on that, too. You know, I see you, you, you carry yourself well. You know, you're respectable. You know, you, you handle yourself in situations great. And, and I'm, I'm like, you know, Dustin, that uh, I'm proud that you're one of our students. You know, you represent our high school, and uh, you do a great job at it. So, so good job with that, man. I really appreciate it. I try, I try hard. And, and I'm going to tell you – you know, I got to go down there and kind of hang out with you for a couple minutes so I, yeah. I could interview you, and, and uh, I was proud. I mean, you know, I looked over there, and, you know, you were there, and your buddies. I was like, man, these these are our kids, yeah. you know, down yeah, here yeah. representing, doing a great job. Yep. and uh, Yeah, them boys that go with me, I got four or five of them, and they, oh, yeah. well, I don't care if we're going to Texas, they'll be with me, though. Yeah. They're, they're just, they pour their heart and soul into it, too. They just... Yeah, I got a great group of people. But I was I was very proud for you and and everybody and dad and I mean it was it was a good time you know it was yep. well worth it well worth it and you guys deserved you know every ounce of that so we appreciate it. So let's let's move ahead. So we started out in the pure stock and got our got our teeth wet or cut our teeth I should say got our feet wet cut our teeth one of those one of those analogies. Um, then where did we go from there? Well, so the winter. The winter came and we had the opportunity to get a super stock. You know, we we actually we got it a few months before race season had ended, and I decided. Well, I was at the point I could I couldn't afford to obviously do both, and so I posted the pure stock for sale. And our buddy Brent he decided he wanted it and he bought it from us. And well, then I was without a race car and I had a frame sitting in the back room and it was we had to pick it up and carry it and i'm like well shoot you know i i'm i was i don't know 16 at the time i i didn't have no money i had a little bit of money I, you know i worked obviously at Harmons, but you, you know in the shop going to school you can't make it's hard to make any right. money especially for a race car so i had very little money from my car that i had sold and i needed a ton of things and I'm like, wow. So we took a year, and mom, dad, you know, I have great sponsors. Me, we worked and worked and worked and bought parts and bought parts and bought parts, and we, you know, did it the right way. We felt like bought, you know, everything we could new and good stuff. We, you know, didn't just cobble it together. Sure, we could have cobbled it together and went and raced and struggled and struggled and struggled. And don't get me wrong, we did it the right way, and I still feel like we really struggled. So I'm glad we did that, and it just, once we finally got it together, it, uh, I went out the first time, so I took my old pure stock motor and I put it on alcohol. Um, that's all I changed. Went to Brownstown the first time. Uh, terrible. Drove off the track two times in hot laps. It, it was just completely different. Uh, nothing I was used to. I had set out of it for a year. Um, I don't know. I pretty much lost everything. I felt like uh, obviously it comes back quicker, but then uh, ran terrible in the heat race. Got in a wreck in the Concy on the first lap, blowed up the motor, the transmission. We have transmission problems, so we was back at square one. It, it was you like, were back back to a, a rolling chassis <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. in one night with a beat up body. <laughs> one night. So yeah, towards the end of that, so we raced one time that year. Then uh, so then it would have been last season. We took it took it apart, built built us a good engine, solid. Um, went through our transmission, went through everything again, made sure you know just had a really really good base that time um we went and i had two or three races and the first time you know just getting the bugs worked out and i was slow first couple weeks finally the third or fourth week i was starting to run pretty good i ran second in the heat race and against some tough cars and what uh got in a wreck hit the wall and knocked the rear end out of it pretty pretty good and we uh came up with a battle wheel leak couldn't figure it out couldn't figure it out tried everything it wouldn't leak at home and you know had to be wrapped way up to leak and it was bad it was you know, several quarts a night and i mean it was i felt like i was racing on mario karts and kept hitting banana peels that's 
That's literally what it was like, man. I could, I could hot lap and qualify with any of them, and I could run pretty good in the heat race when there was moisture in the track. But when it slicked off, I was going. I was just along for the ride, and we struggled all year with that. And it was it was just a rough year last year. And Dad, like he said, and he battled cancer and wasn't able to put the time into it that we needed to or felt we needed to. You know, we was focused on too many things, but it it was something that kept us going. You know, every week you look forward to doing something. You know, when you got all that going on. It's nice to have something. So we kept doing it and struggling and struggling, but we kept going back. And this winter, he got cleared, and we decided, you know, we're going we're gonna to put a real race. We're going to get a race car, and we're going to do good. Went through it, and we found our oil leak, and I got me another motor, and um, I, everything's good now. And I feel like we're starting to hit on something pretty much last year with that oil leak we lost everything you know we got no knowledge of the car so the way i look at it it's the first year on the car getting knowledge on it you know Mm -hmm. every every car is different every car likes something different obviously you know you get a good start and that works pretty good for you but every car likes something different and we're finally starting to hit on it and i'm starting to build your notebook i mean that's what we talk to every driver about yeah you got to have that notebook and Yeah, you're exactly right. With all the things you've battled, you're just now building that I'm, now. I'm just, I, yeah, yeah. I've raced uh, six times, I think, this year so far. And um, I, we was fast out of the box, and I struggled at Brownstown. I've never been very good at Brownstown when it slicks off. But uh, finally, there a couple weeks ago, I got a top five over there against, I mean, uh, Brownstown. There, there's 20 cars over there, and 19 of them could win. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at oh, it. Yeah. Uh, it's just tough. You know, and there was I was battling with Tucker and them boys, and uh, I really felt like I was, you know, doing good. And then the last time we raced over there at Brownstown, we just missed it on tires. We had a really good race car game, but I finally feel like we got something that we can go and compete anywhere. And the, and you're exactly right. And that's one thing we've talked about is you know you you talk about that at Superstock Group over at Brownstown, and it is well, that's the youth movement right there. It, you know. You got Blake, you got the Sasser boys, yep. I mean, you know, Shastain, yeah, I mean, much older, yeah. yeah, yeah, you guys are all about the same age right there, and, uh, you know, Chad Stapleton, when he won the other night in the, the late model, I don't know if you guys heard his yeah. victory lane speech, but he said when he was younger, he always wished the old guy, Marty O'Neill, w- would quit racing, and he said, and he hopes, you know, those guys feel that now, and, I mean, you guys don't have that in the super stocks, you guys have, no, not really. it's a youth movement coming <laughs> yeah. through there right yeah. now, don't, man. And don't it's, get me it, wrong, you still got guys like Amick and, oh, and yeah. boy, Boatnik, he's, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. if Boatnik shows up, he's gonna be fast, yeah. you got, you still got the old guys, and they're fast too, but like you said, the young, the young generation's coming, I, I'm, you know, proud to be part of it, it's oh, yeah. awesome, I hope we can get more involved. Boatnik's forgot more laps than you guys have ran oh, over there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dad was talking about that not long ago. Uh, I've probably only raced a half a dozen times total over there at Brownstown. Yeah. It's just crazy. Guys like Amick and him, the, the laps yeah, yeah. that they've put in, they you know they've drove more laps backwards than I have forwards <laughs> over there. I'm, and those older guys in that Superstock group too, they they like to pop in, and you know it's not always as consistent as a lot of the others. But man, when they show up. They're there. They're you fast. could just watch every everybody is is strapping a little tighter, and it's you know you're going to have to work because well, with Botnick, you don't is he in the modified? That's is he in the exactly. Super stock? You, you never know. know. When you see him, you don't know which one he's in. Yeah, that's and he's the, fast in both. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Every modified guy is hoping the Super stock rolls out the trailer, and every Super stock guy is hoping he's got the modified yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's one last thing. I got it. I got to beat you know. Uh, no, and, and you know, and that and that's the cool thing too is that that group. You know, and going back to what you just talked about, how Blake drives, I, I really, truly believe in that super stock group. All of those guys, it's a very clean division. Oh, you know, they, I think they, so too. They truly try to race each other well, take care of stuff. Um, you know, I, it's not a beat and bang, and I'm going to tear you apart. Right. It truly is. I'm going to, I'm going to try and, I'm going to set you up. I'm going, I'm going to work you. Yeah. I'm going to race you hard, yeah. Yeah. but not ninety-eight percent of them. I feel you know a thousand percent comfortable door to door with every lap. I, you know, I'm. You know, they just, they're a good group of guys. Everyone knows how much it costs anymore. We can't, you know, we're at the level we're at, most of us can't afford to fix it. You know, we tear it up bad. We're out for a few weeks. No, right now, hell, just getting the gas or, or diesel to get to the tracks enough. Yeah. Or finding yeah. the parts if you can find If you can find them. Yeah. Housing or, you know. So, Blake, real quick, I, before we, uh, we go any farther, we've talked about how lucky you are to have the sponsors you have, but let's give them a shout out. And make sure you shout out the uh, sponsors and people to help you get to the track. Oh, shoot. Uh, let me make sure I can get them all here. Uh, I got Zach and Kaylee at Hoover Designs. Zach, he uh, he really helps us a lot. He's, he's 
you know, me and daddy's our cousin and he, he pours his heart and soul into it just as much as we do. I feel like he, you know, in the shop he, every night, if we want him to, he just hard at it. Uh, Craig Sims at professional concrete. He's came on board this year and he's helped us a bunch. Um, my grandma, he and she hairstyles. She's, you know, always support us no matter what we're doing. Um, ride auto. He's uh, Kurt down there. He's great to me. He really helps me out. CP's tavern. They've been good to me. Dirt gear. Um, hollers beagles. Uh, he's really great to me. Johnny. He's a call away. He, you know, if I need something, Hey Johnny, he, he's got it to me. Um, Jeff's auto body, he's my neighbor. He's he's great to me. He's like my grandpa, man. He lets me hunt. He lets me do whatever on his property. He's uh, He'll give me his shirt off of his back. He's really great to me. Uh, Scott Benham at Lumberjack's Bar and Grill, he's, uh, he helps me a bunch too. Uh, my buddy Tanner Short and his dad, Scott, they, uh, they've started a tree service, and they've been helping me out quite a bit. Um, forgetting somebody TNS tree service uh, yeah TNS tree service I'm forgetting somebody um oh Holton Food Mart Perry at the Holton store he's 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 been really good too get those boys that show up at the track I mean list them guys out yeah there, man. uh so Jayton he's he's been my buddy since you know him and dad him his dad and my dad were friends he's been my little buddy since forever uh skyler he he's you know, still your little buddy oh yeah he's, still, he's my little buddy you know, but, but i do anything for him I, you know, I, i'm behind him 100 percent uh skyler he ain't been able to race yet this year he's still waiting on the motor and uh he's been going with us everywhere he enjoys learning you know trying helping us um tanner he he obviously he he's me and him's become really good friends i used to not care for him and we've just we've really started we've become great friends he's my number pretty much my best buddy now and um uh i don't know who else goes with us dad just everybody i mean the list goes on and on i mean i could sit here all night long and name names i mean we got great help kane beeman you know he's another one he throws some money out there you need a tire you need a you know five gallon of fuel you know um Jason Littrell, you know, a good buddy of mine, Jayton's dad, he's yeah. told, you know, hey, you need to five gallon of fuel here, you know, here's 50 bucks, go get it. It, it, it just goes on and on. Yeah, Jeff, pe- you know, he's at Jeff's auto body. He's oh yeah, numerous times here, Blake, you know, this or that. You know, T.L. Roseberry, Thornton Roseberry, he comes down, you know, night in, night out, helps us turn wrenches. You know, he's, he's an excellent mechanic. You got a problem, you got a miss, you got a carburetor issue. You know, we just, we've been blessed to have the help. I'm just telling you, it, it yeah, like I, you if honestly it, if it can't for the help, imagine the people the that, support that we get. Yeah, it's, it, it's huge, and it takes that. Yeah. I honestly believe in this class. Like you said, I didn't mean to sell it out, but it, it is a tough, tough class. I don't mm-hmm. care where you're at. If there's two show up or if there's 22 show up, it's going to be a tough race. Yeah, Any of them's probably capable of winning, and, and you got to have your ducks in a row because it's tough. Let's face it, it's hard. One I want to go back to, and, and this isn't – at all downgrading any of your other sponsors and everything they do. But I think sometimes people miss Craig Sims and what he truly does because, you know, everybody, a lot of people know PCC Motorsports and professional concrete cutting and everything that that he does on that side. But I think a lot of times people miss how invested he is across the board, not just late model racing, not just, you know, with that kind of stuff, but truly how much he helps racers get to the track and do things. And and I, I just want to, again, I'm not knocking any of your other sponsors, no, no, but I think sometimes Craig gets, they, they he think does. he's just a late model guy. Oh, no. Really yeah, cool. He's, he's very supportive. Yeah, and it's cool that he's willing to, because he don't have to, obviously. No mm-hmm. one has to. He's willing to support the, you know, lower guy that, hey, we're just trying. We're here just to put on a show. Obviously, we're not making any money off of it. Well, At that's the end what of I, the day, he, you know, so him willing to help out, it goes a long ways. You know, whether it's $50 or $500, it goes a long ways. That's what I was just getting ready to say. I, I don't know if he's necessarily doing it for the sponsorship, but just no, for the, uh, the growth I'm, of the sport, yeah, the growth sure of the driver. You know, I out. think that's where it's at right there. Yeah, his there. name's already out there big enough. You know, right. the sponsor on the side of my car more than likely ain't going to get him nothing. But for the growth of the sport, it's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, for him to come on board is great. But I do want to say this to anybody that owns a business that, that is listening. Um, I think sometimes people think, I'm not going to get the advertising. I'm not going to get anything out of it. But I'm telling you, go sponsor motorsports and, and, and do your research on the driver you're going to jump on board with. Because I'll tell you this. Yes, when they're going around the track at, at speed, 
you can't see a logo on any of them. You hope you can't. I mean, right. you hope we can't. Yeah, um, yeah, I hope I'm not going that slow. <laughs> but, but the the power in a, in sponsoring a driver is not the sticker on the car. It's the driver and what they go do word of mouth, and that will sell more um, than anybody. And 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 so if you are if you're a small business owner or somebody that is looking to find a way to help support somebody. I'm telling you right now, getting in motorsports and and sponsoring some of these young guys, you'll get it back tenfold. And I truly, truly believe that. I'm going to add on to that. You know, everybody concerned about the this new generation not being invested in anything. You know, we got kids, you know, invested in it. Let's invest in them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's expensive. Yes, I don't know if people realize what a case of oil cost or yeah. a barrel of fuel or a Hoosier racing tire, but Let's face it, for a kid that's working, you know, every night that he could after high school in the evenings, mornings before school if he could, um, and, and, a, and a family, you know, it's hard. Even with the great sponsorship, it's hard, and that's what Blake means. Every dime helps, and, and, and it really does. It makes a difference. If business owner, make a difference in, uh, you know, a young kid in your community. For sure. You know, put a little money out there. For and, sure, because, you know, yeah. we, whether it's me or my buddies, it, it gives us all something to look forward to. I mean, if we didn't have this, I don't, you know, I don't know what I, I was never, I never really had the talent to do, a, play baseball or, you know, I, I was always the kid that was just just good enough to make the team, you know, and I'd play and I just wasn't ever the kid that, I was never the star, you know. And I look at it with my job, there's a whole lot worse things you could be doing than showing that, up at a racetrack exactly on right. Saturday night. That's what I'm night, saying, man. man. It, uh, yeah, it gives us something to look forward to, you yeah. know, whether it's go down there and roll around in the garage and work on it, you yeah. know, through the week. It keeps us out of trouble, I should Absolutely. say. You know, yeah, because yeah. kids, you know, I think that's where kids get in trouble is they have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. They have no, hobby. no interest, no hobby, yeah. Totally so, agree. So they find other things that turn into their hobby, which aren't necessarily good. I feel yeah. like that's a lot of today's problem. And the knowledge that you are gaining by rolling around in the garage is so valuable. And people miss it so many times. And I, and I was just having a conversation with one of our teachers that was that's retiring. And, and I said, you know, when I look back on my childhood, I was so blessed. My dad is a blue-collar guy through and through, millwright at General Motors for 30-plus years. But what I was blessed with that I think so many kids miss on is my dad had a shop that he welded out of. So I watched everything he did. I swept the floors to, to earn a dollar. And, and when he left, I turned on every machine to try and figure out how it worked. Oh, yeah. And just hoped yep. I didn't screw it up enough. He figured out I turned it on. Yeah. I learned real early to make sure every tool went back where it was supposed to be. But to, that kept me out of trouble because we wanted to be in there. We wanted to build things. We wanted to do things. We wanted to learn things. But looking back now, in my job – I don't need those skills, but what people don't realize is they've saved me thousands of dollars when things go wrong at my house because I don't have to call somebody. I have the knowledge to do it. And it's not from anything other than sitting out in the shop and, hey, let's see if we can make this happen. Let's pull this in and do this. Let's let's take that four-wheeler apart and see what we can do with it here. Let's, let's do... That was that was every weekend. That's what we, we dug through and, and did. I'm thankful mine made me... I have to figure it out on myself, you know, to a point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Instead of saying, hey, this is broke, Dad, and he paid to have it fixed yeah. or he fixed it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, you yeah. Know, figure yeah. it out. Don't and get me it, wrong, Dad. He, you know, he'll help me with anything, but there's some things, yeah. You know, it it's helps. better to learn on your own. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, Blake, let's let's go back. Let's talk to the, about this real quick because I think it's interesting, too. You know, you um, not only just a high school student, but also one of our career center students, uh, vocational uh, students and an award winner over there as well. Why why did you choose that path to go over there and go career center? Well, the high school, uh, you know, math and science and that kind of thing. Just it, don't get me wrong. I've I've been very blessed at school. I've been able to. I've been the kid that just shows up and takes the test and gets A's and B's. I've been that kid. Never never put my head in a book. But you know, the math and science. It was getting old for me. I, you know, I had two years left, and I'm like, gosh. What, you know, what am I going to do? And I looked at the classes on there, and me and Dad talked, you know, and I thought about taking something like uh, the mechanics class, and he's like, well, you know, they're going to teach you a lot of things, but most of it's going to be something you already know. Uh, he's, you know, change brakes, change oil, you know. He said, don't get me wrong, you'll probably learn something, but 
uh, it'll, you know, be mostly something you already know. And I thought about like building trades and I probably could have learned for what I'm doing now. I could have learned a lot in that class, but I felt like, you know, I, I worked at, you know, I was working in Harmon shop down there and I feel like I was learning a lot of that there. So, uh, the precision machining class, I looked at that and I'm like, I know nothing about that. I said, give me the challenge. So, uh, that was, that's the whole reason I picked that class was just be, just sheer because I knew nothing about it. Um, and I wanted the challenge and, you know, I was going to put two years into it. I might as well learn something. And man, I'm sure glad I did now. Cause, uh, I got a great teacher over there, Mr. Wilburn. He's a, he races go-karts and me and him from day one, we was just best buddies, you know, and hit it off like two racers. Oh yeah. Like two, like two racers would, you know, you can, you can smell each other out in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'd argue back and forth and stuff. And, uh, he taught me a lot and that machining stuff it really applies to what you know that's what i was gonna say that's why i brought it up because it's a perfect fit yeah i I took that class 33 years ago (laughs) really they had machining back 33 years ago yeah at versailles with a was that with a chisel and we had to get the horse running outside oh okay that's what (laughs) oh shoot (laughs) but i did i took the same class over that versailles yeah it was my it's, family had a machine shop then, so I was like, I'm yeah. gonna learn it, you know. And don't, yeah, yeah, I just, I surely took it because I didn't know nothing about it, and I knew, I knew, you know, I knew the basics of it, and I'm like, this, this really applies to what, what interests me, and you know, the more I can figure out about that, obviously, when you're talking racing and geometry and all the things that go into making a race car fast, it, it really matters. So, uh, you know, I, we've purchased a lathe now of our own, a small lathe for the shop, and I can make, you know, make stuff down there, and it. Yeah. It really applies, and I'm just I'm really glad I decided to do go down that road. Now you know why I got a soft spot in my heart for the Versailles kids because I was one. Why? Well, I, <laughs> I got a, I, I, and I will tell you this, uh, you know, it, and and he knows this wholeheartedly, but I have a soft spot in my heart for the Versailles kids because, and and this is a funny story, but I was here at a meeting one time, and I had a, a community member look at me and say. You know, the problem with the high school is you're not sending enough kids to, to top-tier Ivy League colleges. And I said, that's the problem? And he said, yeah, every kid should be going to college. And I said, that's absolutely wrong. And I said, you got to understand where I come from. I'm blessed. My father paid for my college, and I'm, I'm okay to say that, but he paid for it because he went and worked seven days a week at General Motors on a blue-collar job, and that's why – my dad don't have college, right. and I'm proud that he doesn't. But I will also say this, and he's heard me say it a thousand times, he's the most intelligent man I've ever known. Yep. He couldn't write an essay to save his life, couldn't pass a standardized test, but you got a problem with something mechanical, let him sit and look at it for 20 minutes, and he'll come up with a solution and figure Absolutely. out how to do it. Yep. So that's what I am so proud of, seeing what you're going to do, because you have built skills that no matter where the economy goes or the market goes, you have skills that you can go in and work yeah, feel, and you'll yeah. always be able to I feel provide. Like I'll be able to find something anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> Drum something up. Absolutely. Looking ahead, what's the uh, what's the goals for the rest of the season? We talked a little bit before we jumped on air. You know, everybody counts, you know, all their top fives and their heat race wins and those, and then you get that feature win and there's nothing that really quenches the thirst after that other than feature wins. Yeah, obviously I'd like to win a few more. Uh, it, it's tough. Don't get me wrong. I'd, I'd like to. Uh, my next biggest biggest goal that I've set out for is to win one at Brownstown. I'd really like to win one against them boys. And obviously the only way is to keep going over there and racing against them. Um, so uh, That's my next huge goal is to get one over there. And I'd like to do it before the year's out, but it's a tall task. And um, I'm up for it. What are I know that that Rockcrest is the home track. We talked a lot beforehand, and one of in the the favorite track. But what are some other places that you've ran that you you like, or eh, maybe not my favorite? Uh, the, well, the only three tracks I've got to get on so far is uh, Paragon. I raced at Paragon one time this year, and uh, I really really liked it. I'm looking forward to going back on a off weekend. You know, when Burning and Brown sounds off, I hope we get to go back one more time this year. Uh, uh, I feel like I got some unsettled business there. I, I stepped on my own toes uh, leading the heat race. I screwed up big time. I feel like I had a really good race car. It was the first race of the year. Not, you know, what bugs, whatever you want to call it. Myself, I screwed up big time. Uh, I'd like to go back up there and try again anyways. We'll see if I can run with them boys. And Brown Sound, like I said, I, I love, I'm starting to like it more and more. Uh, 
it's definitely not my favorite. Just the facility's awesome. I just have never clicked it, hit it off with that track. I don't know what the difference is. I can take the same car and run good, at, you know, whether it's Paragon or Vernon. I feel like the same car, and I feel like Brownstown, you just got to have that much more. Um, but we're hoping to get out a few more times this year and race something like Bloomington on the off weekend or LPS or, you know, do a little more traveling. I Circle like City's one I want to hit. Well, yeah, we're going to try to hit Circle City later. Let's hit summer. Circle City. Oh, yeah, I hate it that they're a Sunday evening way. I'm hearing yeah, it, it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so it's – That kind of throws a wrench in things, but I wanted to go last year. Had I not been so sick, we probably would have tried to at least make one of the super stock shows. Yeah, there, we're going to try to make that one too as well. It's a cool facility. And it's a it's a it's a fun track to watch at. Um, great racing up there. What about Kokomo near the end of the year? The, their big race up there. Uh, we may do that as well. Uh, you know, it's hard to look forward that far. Oh so yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully, I still got to you know going in one piece and good. Obviously, you never know. Night to night, it can change quick. Something goes bad, and you know, as expensive it is, you can be out. But yeah, I'd like to do that as well. That's a pretty I, cool track. I think that's a very unique track up yeah. there at Kokomo. Yeah, I feel like the best way to get better truly at some point is to race different tracks. You yeah. learn a different driving style that you can use. That you you know you go around the same. Track track so many times you feel like you know it just becomes natural but when you get put in a different environment or different situation it, you know and you have to do something different you come back to your home track and you you really excel i feel like because you know you have that many that many different options and once you got to th- change it up uh i feel like you have more experience and got a lot better idea of what to do than you know just your normal old, what you've been doing you know and talking about you know a, a couple tracks there that you mentioned that we talk about people investing back in the sport i got to give a shout out to the new owners of paragon too because oh, for sure. um we've been blessed that they've done a lot of work with us merchandise wise and really appreciate those guys but you know a couple guys that are are not we're not racing people beforehand that have jumped in and really are putting money into that facility and building that facility um, and then again, to, to talk about Circle City and those guys, you know, coming from the asphalt background and, and seeing, having a dirt track in Indianapolis with the history of racing in Indiana, what it could be, I can't say enough about those guys because, yeah, um, it's awesome. like I said, it's, 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 sometimes we forget how blessed we are around here until you go to other states, you realize there isn't a dirt track every 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, I mean, right. the, the, the that you can go and jump on and, and get to see see great racing. So we are blessed in the state, no doubt. Oh, yeah, within two hours of seven or eight racetracks, you know, that you can go race at. So it, it's awesome. Yeah, that's, you know, we're spoiled. Oh, yeah, you know. For sure. Yeah, it could be a lot worse. Some guys, you know, to race, they drive a long ways every oh, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dakota Keibel runs a, a crate there at Brownstown. We talked to him. He's originally from Colorado. And he said there was one racetrack um, in Colorado that he would race at, and it was about an hour and a half away. And he said the only other racetrack other than that one was what three and a half, yeah, four hours, and a half hours away. Yeah, and he said there the, that'd be rough. It'd make it hard to even do, especially you know well, today's you, day and age. And and you think you you know, I always think about when you hit that slump or you're struggling. The best thing is to just get away from your home track and go race somewhere else and see. Absolutely. It makes you react to things that you don't even know you're doing. But that'd be rough. Yeah, when that'd you're like driving from here to Eldora every Saturday. Well, yeah. 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 When you're four hours three, away. Three but, and a half hours. Is, yeah. Yeah. But like, but like you said, I think that's what makes this place so great is you can – let me get away from the same guys I run with. Let me get away from the same visual cues and my marks and let's – Let's try something different. Yeah, let's Completely see. Completely different, yeah. And it well, may it may not go well, but it may spark something similar to what you just said yep. as you build that repertoire and that notebook to be able to go, you know what, this was like Circle City. Remember, we did this. Let's let's roll the dice and see if that, that'll work here. And I, I think that does definitely help you build that stuff. That's what Zach Stalker did in the Modified last year. He got where he was stumbling at Brownstown, he went to Florence and, and ended up liking Florence yeah, absolutely. better than Brownstown and, and stayed over there most of the year last wow. year, you know? Yeah. Other than that being a haul, I'm sure for him, you know, Florence is a pretty good haul. And yeah, from yeah. he's from Salem. So he's wow. a little further yeah. there, but he, but he, he learned some things, absolutely. you know, after he went down there. Oh, for sure. 
I felt like Blake learned a lot just going to Paragon. Just one the one race. and only yeah, time we nice. got to go. You yeah. know, they started out with that early race this year, and we was we was actually ready for a change, and uh, which was very unusual. <laughs> yeah. The car was sitting there ready to go, and we're like, "Why not? Let's go!" And other than it being cold that day, it turned out to be a pretty good show. Um, yeah. Like I said, we we didn't get the the finish that we wanted, but uh, we had a good time and and uh, struggled on <laughs> Monday morning getting up and going to work, but we all made it. You know, I don't. I can't remember if you went to school, or I'm yeah. assuming you did. Yeah. I'm sure you was yeah. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah, we we don't have to check attendance uh, now. Yeah. yeah, I probably didn't no. accomplish much, but <laughs> he was I there. was there. <laughs> That's another blessing. He could have called in and said, hey, we raced at Paragon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd have said, yeah. all right, yeah. you're good. <laughs> we, we did. We enjoyed it. And like I said, we're starting to enjoy He's enjoying Brownstown more. He's told me a couple different times that, you know, hey, I think I'm starting to kind of – kind of figured it out getting a little more comfortable over there oh the and it's driving's just, so much different to slow down and run the bottom you feel like you're creeping everything i've ever did is hustle you know on the top or you know and it's just so crazy you feel like you're crawling brown sun is just a different animal it, it is. there's really nothing else like it there, there's forgiveness at brownstown that you don't get a lot of other tracks is for the fact the wall doesn't go around the racetrack so i mean if you screw up yeah you kind of got that forgiveness yeah. but then there is such a you know, I've said it many times, that jagged edge of, I mean, if you run that top, you're on or you're gone. Yeah, well, I mean, because, yeah, you there's, know. There's very few that can do it. Yeah. Boatnik's about the best I've seen. <laughs> he can get up there and he can get up there and, you know, Hang run, on that run with the guys yeah. on the bottom. But a yeah. lot of nights when it slicks off, you're, you got to, you know, you got to crawl down there to yeah. pass cars. Oh, yeah. Where's the number 23 come from? Well, man, I you know I I had that for a lot of years. I started out my very first season with old Earnhardt number three. You know, I was an old Goodrich kid, and uh, I don't know long about the second or third year that I raced. I I don't I come up with the twenty three. Um, I had a couple good friends, um, Billy and Boone Moore, and they had a couple mini stocks. One was fifty three. Billy's number was always fifty three. So the twenty three. That's kind of how I got into racing, George George Moore, their cousin, you know. But the 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 twenty three kind of fell in there with the fifty three, and you know I don't know it just stuck me well, and it stuck, and it's always stuck, and uh, I can't I can't picture it really being any different. Uh, Obviously, Blake might have different plans for the for the number, but I don't think that he does right now. I mean, then again, you get a few shirts or a few hats made, and you get some people buying them. You don't want to go changing all your you know your numbers and stuff around too much you know that wouldn't be right um i know it does happen occasionally on certain teams and stuff but i just that that's one question we love to ask because i love hearing how those came along because there's always a there's an emotional tie no matter what to how you ended up there yep i can remember your racing days man i've i've been around the racetrack since 1975 was the first time I went to a racetrack. So I've, I've, I've seen your your career. I've seen his career start now. And wow. Yeah. I You know, I, I look back. I open the door for you and you don't even step in there. No, nah, I wasn't going to slam you on that one. It yeah. was too easy. Yeah. I like a challenge. I look back at, you know, the racing and how it started. And, you know, I, I don't want to say you forget, but so much changes. You just – in your life and your families, you know, and, and what goes on. But yeah, I look back to, to how I very, I never, my family didn't race. So I come from a non-racing family and was grown up with George and Derek Moore and George run a push truck, a wrecker at twin cities yeah. for several years. Cause he had the garage in Holton. Yeah. So I got to go on with them, really liked it. Got to going with Billy. Billy, you know, had a car and was involved with him and worked for George and um, kind of fell in love with it. And I, I told my mom, I'm like, you know, I think I want to race. And she's like, what, huh? I'm just a young kid, you know. And the <laughs> next thing you know, talked her into buying me a go-kart. Well, we went and watched a race, a race or two of the go-karts. And after seeing a couple of them flip and tumble <laughs> on their heads with no cage or nothing, she's like, you, you're crazy. You ain't driving this. So... Then I'm like, well, you know, how about, you know, a race car? And uh, a neighbor of ours that lived right there in the same little town of Dabney had one sitting in the pasture, um, an old Pinto. And 
we was able to purchase it. I don't think it had an engine in it. I think everything else was pretty well there. It was missing the, the, the motor and uh, drug it home. And, of course, I'm just a kid, didn't know nothing about it. And, you know, like I said, not coming from a racing background, I'm out there, you know, trying to put it together. Me and a couple of my buddies, Hank and Justin, you know, they're coming over and, you know, just monkeying with this thing that give us something to do. It occupied mm-hmm. our time, you know. It kept us from being uptown on, you know, getting Absolutely. in trouble. And uh, we got it together, got it running, you know, and I had, of course, a lot of downs before it got, you know, the ups. And um, it took it took a couple seasons to kind of to start to get to hang of things and figure out how the mechanical part of things worked. And and then uh, it just all started falling into place. And like I said, after, after that first win, you know, it's like a huge weight lifted off of your chest. I don't know. It just does something to you as a driver. Maybe it's in your head, and felt like the second and the third ones just you know started coming easier. Not that they was any easier, but I guess because you've been there and done it, you know how to do it. I told yeah. Blake, it's hard to explain to a kid that's that's not won that race yet that hey, you don't always got to be wide open. You don't got to be sideways to be fast. Sometimes a, a guy that slows down and drives that race car straight and keeps that hooked up. It's way faster than the guy that's twisting all those RPMs and slinging it oh, in yeah. there sideways or what have you, kamikaze, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it. And I know it don't make sense to slow down to go fast, but <laughs> a lot of times that's the case. And it, it, until you've done it and you and then it clicks in your brain like, oh, yeah, that does work. How does that work? But I can, I can back these corners up a little bit and be just as fast, if not faster, mm-hmm. It's just hard. It's just hard to tell your mind and your foot. Hey, I got to let off the gas a little sooner. That here. trust is you. Yeah. You got to experience it before you truly trust. You, it. you do. Yeah, he had told me that for a long time, and uh, you know, I drove. There was times I felt like I was blue in the face, trying so hard, and you know, I'm running tenth or I'm running eighth or whatever. Um, and the other night, I truly felt it. I felt like I had so much more than I, you know, was giving it, and I'm like, I'm going slow, not necessarily slow, but you feel like. You know, it's just falling. I'm not on it the way I should be. I'm not why. You know, I don't feel like I'm. Yeah, trying. I don't feel like I'm out here running a marathon. You know, this feels like I'm on a Sunday cruise. And if I, you know, it finally clicked. I, I truly felt like that. And he's told me that for a long time. He's like, man, when it happens, he said, you, you don't. He said, you're not r- running as hard as you think. I've been that guy. I've been at Brownstown, running my car, the guts out of it, struggling. And just it's like a slow fade backwards. I don't care if I start second, third, fifth. It's just like a slow. No fade. matter how hard the harder you push. I run, the more I fade. I, and I and, and I can't explain it, but it's it's just it. That's how it happens. And and you know a lot of the racetracks are like that. It, you know Vernon too. You know I've won races there running felt like half throttle most of the night. You know get late in a feature. The track conditions is right, and you don't have to use everything you got every lap, you know, um, especially if you're out in good, clean air and you're kind of hitting your own marks and you're not having to contend with, you know, another car in your way or in your line, and you can just click the laps off good and smoothly, then you're usually pretty fast. So, I do got to go back. You know, you talked about your story with your mom and the, the go-kart, and my wife did not grow up with a racing background at all, and I took her to Brownstown for the first time. It was for the No Way Out. Sprint cars were there. Our son at the time was probably two years old, and I said, you know, if he ever wants to race, this is what I'd love to see him in. I said, that's what I grew up loving. I couldn't get those words out of my mouth faster, and one went tumbling down the back stretch and right over turn three, and she looked at me and said, these are what you want him in? And I go, not these exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, a little different because, uh, yeah, she, she busted me right off the bat. Needless to say, sprint cars aren't in his future, so uh, <laughs> we'll be. Good old late model. We'll, be, we'll have fenders for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she uh, she not she's watched too many sprint car races with me now. She's like, no, boys aren't getting this. Put on car. a good show, but you don't want to see your family member riding in it. <laughs> no, no, she's she's told me you could talk me into a lot of things, but that one ain't happening. So, well, boys, we are at fifty minutes, and I want to give you a chance again, Blake, one more time to shout out your sponsors and thank them um, before we wrap up here. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, TNS Tree Service, uh, Jeff's Auto Body, 
Lumberjacks Barn Grill, Hoover Designs and More, um, Professional Concrete Cutting, He and She Hairstyles, Ride Auto, Dirt Gear, uh, Holton Food Mart, uh, and Hollers Beagles. That's the guys I got on the car this year at CP's Tavern. I forgot them. I got a great group of people, whether it's my friends. I'm sure I'm forgetting people, but every, everybody, you guys know who you are. Um, everybody that helps me out, I appreciate each and every one of you. I'm going to tell you this, man, and I, and I mean it. You know, we, we talk a lot on here. To, we've talked to a lot of different guys. I believe this is episode 149, um, I believe. But we've talked to a lot of guys, and, and you know, our heart and soul is in racing, but – Absolutely. You are you are one that that as as even kill as we're supposed to be and not be truly fans. Blake, I'm a fan, man, and and you know, like I said, it goes back to the character and the kind of kid you are. And uh, um, there's nothing better for me than than getting to see you be successful. So I wish you both the best, and uh, you know, we're going to be cheering for you anytime we're we're around or at the track, and. Uh, we wish you all the best going forward. That's I was going to say the same thing. I try to be biased at my job with racetrack, but uh, yeah, you got a tough one there. <laughs> when I see you roll out, I mean internally, I'm cheering for you. You know, I, I greatly appreciate it. Watch you walk the hallways, and like I said, you make me proud. You represent the high school very well outside of the high school. So uh, just keep up what you do, be who you are, and and I think everything will go great for you. I greatly appreciate it. I sure hope so. I think we're off to a good start, and I just you know hope we can keep it up. Well, good luck to you, and uh, next week, Matt, we'll be back. We are going to get back on a regular schedule here, and uh, we will be joined. Um, this may be the most bleeped-out episode we've had. I'm just, I don't even know who all is going to be here, but it is going to be Laura Bennett Racing, um, which, total chaos. Chad Stapleton, Stapleton is the driver. Uh, I believe Chad may be down with them. Um, so there may be a lot of, of bleeps uh, throughout the episode, but uh, excited to talk to Laura Bennett, Michael Bennett, uh, and, and Total Chaos himself. So they will be in studio with us next week. Again, Seth, Blake, thank you both for being here. We appreciate you and wish you nothing but the best. Yep, thank you guys for having us. Thank you guys. Appreciate it.